guys, and welcome to the Learn, Live, Love Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Kodiak, and I'm here with my co-host. Alicia. Hey, guys. And we are back once more, sadly on a Thursday, a day after we're supposed to release, even though we didn't release last week. Oops. Our bad. Yeah. We were, we were planning a trip to Wyoming, so we'll talk about that as well. Yep. Later. Not in this episode. Actually, it'll probably be the next episode. We'll talk about that. And that'll just be a candid overview, so there won't be an article to go with it. On all of our podcasts so far, we've done like an article, and this one will be no exception. Uh, Alicia's written a very nice article on her review of Thailand. Very nice. That we're going to be going over. This might be two parts, and it might be one part, but... It's definitely... Are you talking about the first part? I've divided my trip into two parts. Okay, so this will be a two-series podcast on Thailand. So... With no further ado, we are going to start discussing Thailand. Woo-hoo. So this is actually going to be a, like kind of a candid back and forth. I'm going to go off of the prompts that she's given me. However, she cannot imagine the questions I'll ask. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I feel so unprepared. So with that being said, we're going to start. So what was your overall, like, did you like Thailand? Did you hate it? Oh, no, I definitely liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, everybody there is super friendly. Um, everywhere I went, it was, even though we were in a pretty big city, it was relatively clean. It wasn't, like, gross or anything. And um, it was it was nice. I liked it a lot. And I think I liked it better because the people were really, really nice. Awesome. So would you recommend this for a first-time traveler or... Oh, yeah, if you're going solo, like if you're it's your first time out of the country and you're guaranteed like you want to do it alone, I would definitely recommend Thailand first cuz you're less likely to get pickpocketed. I felt safer in Thailand than I did in Europe and the irony. I know. And uh in Europe you're probably more likely to get pickpocketed. It's, like, more dangerous, I would assume. Interesting. I would say. Hmm. I'm not assuming these things. I've (laughs) I've been there. I'm not just giving you random advice about places I haven't been. That's interesting. All right. So how long should we stay in Thailand if we decide we're going to go, you know, whether we're with a group? Is it going to be different if you're with a group or alone? or Go forever. (laughs) (laughs) Just one-way ticket it. Um, I would say... Uh, depending definitely on your personality if you're looking for uh, if you're just one of those people that likes to take short vacations and just needs a break go for a week you're actually probably going to want to stay for two weeks why I just feel like you can't get everything done in a week and it's a long flight like Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like it would be worth it if you took the flight over there Mm -hmm. and then only stayed for a week like, I would definitely want to stay for at least two weeks. I stayed for a month. Um, four weeks, so I guess a little over a month. But Four weeks is a month. Well, not always. It's not always a month. When is it not a When is four weeks not a month? It doesn't, it doesn't equal out to exactly four weeks, though. Oh, okay. It's something like 3.8. Because you went in February? I did not go in February. <laughs> I did not go in February. I went in the middle of June and the middle of July. Well, 
the middle of June to, to the, the middle, middle of July. July. I say. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, it's not, it doesn't always equal mm. four weeks. So then, so then talking about the flight, I mean, we can't talk about an incredibly long flight without jet lag. I mean, how was the jet lag? What was that like? So, um, the first week I was there, well, the first, the first day I was there, I got off the plane and we went straight to the Sunday night market, which was a little exhausting getting off the plane and going to the market. I was a little cranky, but, um, it was worth it. And just because the time difference is almost, it feels like it's almost like half a day. I don't know what it actually is. I think it's like 10 hours or something. But it... I think it was 13 hours. Oh, okay. Well, if... So it was either 13 or 11. I could look it up. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyways. So it feels like... It feels like half a day. So you're almost... I guess some people would feel almost backwards, but I didn't... I didn't know anybody who felt like that, and I definitely didn't feel like that. I felt like I was just waking up really early and I was really tired at the end of the day. So it was just completely flip-flopped because I'm such a night owl. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was really nice because I was waking up at like five Mm o'clock, like naturally waking up and just like getting up and being like awake. (laughs) And uh, then at night I was actually tired. So it was kind of nice. I think I should live in Thailand forever. So for those of you that are night owls, Thailand is an awesome place to go. And since I looked it up, it is 13-hour difference. So oh, okay. it's 3.07 p.m. right now, and it's 4.07 a.m. in Thailand. So it's almost literally halfway across the world. Yeah. So. And we're in mountain time. Yeah, mountain time, Colorado. So I feel I felt like that was important. Yep. So, Yeah. I don't know. It didn't bother me that much. The jet lag definitely didn't... Didn't hit you? It didn't hit me like a brick wall or anything. Do you know anyone in your group that it did hit? No. Hmm. There was one girl that got sick, though, and I think that just threw her whole trip off. Did she get, like, sick because of the traveling, or was it a time? Why Why'd she get sick? I don't know. She threw up on the plane, though. Like in the aisle mm. it was not that doesn't sound like a jet lag issue no it or sounds a tired like issue. a flu issue yeah interesting which i think made her well she got to go back for free they <laughs> reimbursed her for her trip well didn't she spend like the whole time yeah she in, spent all uh, two weeks ha- like throwing up and had the flu and was sick that's brutal yeah it, it was brutal do you, do you talk in here about the group we went you went with or do you want to cover that now um i'm not sure if i do uh, I don't think I do in the article. I think I just say I went with a volunteer group. Okay. So, so anyways. Shameless little plug for Loop Abroad is the group that I traveled with. They do a volunteer sort of learning experience in Thailand, in Chiang Mai, and through the Elephant Nature Park. And it's pretty amazing. Their normal trips are two weeks. But I tacked on an extra two weeks for my trip and stayed there for a month. It was nice. Would you recommend the month edition? Oh, yeah, Maybe. most definitely. Like, when we were dropping off uh, my first group that I flew in with, everybody was like, oh, I wish I had so much more time. And, like, a month is a really long time to stay, but it was definitely worth it. 
Because after you get over the like homesickness here, it's it's worth it. I like long trips though. I like mm. spending as much time as I can in one place. So you're a slow traveler, not a fast traveler. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> as slow as you can freaking make it. That's funny. Yeah. All right. So talk about the elephant nature park. What what was that? I take it they raised tigers because it's the <laughs> elephant nature park. Yes, yes, they do. Um, <laughs> no. That was a joke, everybody. Yeah, they don't actually <laughs> raise tigers. They don't have tigers on the property either. Even though I did get the, I get, I went to the Tiger Kingdom, but that's a completely different story. And place. We will talk about that in the second half. Okay. Dun dun dun. So the elephant nature park. Uh, it was started by a woman named Leck. She's incredibly, she's she's an amazing person, but she's really busy. And so consider yourself really lucky if you get to meet her while you're there. Um, she started this thing to help elephants that um, come from abusive situations or work situations where they're used to not so much log anymore like logging is illegal in Thailand but um, they come from Laos and oh, that's not the that's not the place I was thinking uh, they come from places where they're Myanmar right. Burma <laughs> which one is it I don't know one okay. of those two well um, it was either I think it was previously Burma and is now called Myanmar and uh, there's a lot of illegal elephant trade over the border since Myanmar still has logging. And these elephants get injured, they have babies, um, they're not allowed to stop working when they have babies, so babies get injured and die. Um, elephants break their legs, they mess up their hips. Um, usually they don't get very much food and water. It's just a really bad practice and um, it's not ethical at all and or sustainable for that matter yeah since you're kind of running out of elephants whatever that's that's a serious issue um, but there are other industries in Thailand that most of which are they're slowly outlawing most of these but um, I've heard of elephant street begging, where they take elephant babies from the wild. And in order to do that, you can't just take an elephant from its mom without the mom being justly you know. pissed. Yeah. And so a lot of the times they have to kill the entire herd in order to get to one baby, which is just so not sustainable and so wrong. And so then they take the babies into the city and they stand on the street and beg with them and they ask tourists for money and just don't give these people money if you ever come across it I know that it's illegal in most of the big cities like Bangkok and uh, Chiang Mai now but if you do come across it because you're in some small village where Thai Me. officials don't really care about don't give these people money. And don't ride elephants either. That's the last industry I want to talk about. Um, elephant riding is still completely legal in uh, Thailand. But if you come across a trekking or a elephant riding company, 
most of the time they have their elephants uh, chained up with the spikes on the insides of the chains so they won't move. They abuse these elephants into submission so that they don't freak out when tourists get on the back of them. They have ropes that cut into their neck. Like, they used, um, what are those things called? Uh, Oops. no. Sticks? Axes? Bull hooks. So they use them on their ear, and that's why most of the elephants have holes in their ears. It's because the hook goes through the ear, and then you pull on it to make the elephant go the direction you want it to go. And it's, it's messed up. It's super messed up. I didn't ride any elephants there because Lek pretty much warns us about everything when you first get there. Plus, the group I was traveling with told us about all the horrors of elephant abuse in Thailand before we got there as well. So I did not ride any elephants. It was, it was just messed up. And everybody wants to ride an elephant and it's really hard to resist the fact that you want like you want to get on the elephant but just don't do it like you can look at them and they look miserable and then that should convince you that you shouldn't ride them well a good way to look at it from from the way I gather it is elephants are a lot like you're, you're gonna laugh at this comparison but elephants are a lot like dogs in a sense you can definitely look at them so much smarter than well, I know, but you can look at them. You can tell when a dog's sad or depressed or, you know, they're, they're very uh, outwardly emotional critters. Yeah. So if you look at the elephant and it looks depressed or sad or, you know, dead in the eyes, yeah, it's probably not, doesn't have the best of life. It's not happy. <laughs> so it, that's definitely one way to tell. Mm. Oh, there's another messed up industry in Thailand that's still, I think, legal. And they sell... Um, elephant eyelash and tail hair rings so they like braid it into rings and then you can like buy I don't I don't know why people buy these things but it's really gross <laughs> and elephants can't grow their eyelashes back and elephant eyelashes are extremely important because elephants need them to keep the dust and stuff that they spray themselves with in order to keep cool out of their eyes and once you remove that I would say like 99% of elephants go blind. Get an infection in yeah, their eye. they get infections in their eye and then they go blind. And it's really weird to see an elephant without hair on its tail. Hmm. Because then they can't swat away flies. It's just, it's really weird. Like, why <laughs> do people buy these things? Why is there a market for this? Same reason there's a market for like horse hair. It's really weird. Because it's cool. Don't be a weirdo. <laughs> Don't buy weird elephant hair rings. Okay, end of All rant. Right. End so, of rant. So. Let's go to the ENP. What are, what are they doing Sorry, for the elephants? Okay. So they give it homes to abused elephants. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my rant was about abused elephants. Moving on. Um, so they give, they give homes to lots of elephants animals that don't have homes so a lot of stray dogs cats um they have a buffalo herd like a water buffalo herd on That's the property cool. a water buffalo native to thailand yes really yeah not like not like african wild water buffalo but yeah like are they like smaller or something they're pretty big they look like 
They look like African water buffalo? Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen an African water buffalo in real life. Interesting. But yeah, they use them to like plow fields and stuff, you know? Huh. Okay. Anyways. They are not nice. They will not let you touch them. Oh, no. <laughs> They're like big pissed off cows. Yeah. With horns. With like big horns. Cows <laughs> have horns too. I know, but like they would like wrap around their entire skull and like mm-hmm. curve up. Scared. <laughs> anyway. Um, so uh, the EMP or the Elephant Nature Park is basically a giant refuge for wildlife. And they focus mainly on elephants. And they have this huge facility and they get thousands and thousands of volunteers every year. And they try to provide a better home than where these animals came from before. And so um, they have like 3,000 dogs or something there and a couple thousand or like a thousand cats. And the dogs live in, they like travel in packs and they're just free to roam about. So don't be surprised if you see a lot of dogs when you're over there because they're going to be everywhere. And they like to play with the elephants and harass them and then the elephants charge them and they run away. It's, it's kind of funny. Was there ever an elephant dog casualty? No, 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 no. Dogs are too fast for them or what? Or the elephants aren't like no, genuinely think, trying to kill them? I think like the dogs pretty much know to not get that close. Get that close <laughs> to the elephants because I'm sure that there's been a dog or two that's like got elephant trunk whipped because they're strong and they warn you that you'll get knocked over by elephant trunks before you get to the park. They're like, be careful because elephant trunks will knock you over. They're strong. Oh, yeah. That's and just agile. Pure muscle. Okay. So that's the EMP, and that's what they do. So they have a variety of different um, lengths of time that you can stay there. You can be a permanent volunteer, like Liz. Liz was a girl I met from Canada. Uh, the first week I was there, it was her second or third week. And every single week I came back because we would go into the city for the weekend and then we'd come back and she's like, no, nah, I'm going to go back next week. And finally she just called her boss and called her apartment and was like, yeah, I'm never coming back. And she didn't. She's still there. It's been a year now. Yeah, she's lived there for a year now. So, <laughs> so it's easy to fall in love with this place. Yeah, it is. And there's... So you can stay there permanently. Or you could volunteer for a week. Or they have weekend. I don't think they have weekend visitors. But they have day visitors and week visitors. And and then they have like afternoon visitors. And that's not really volunteering. It's just like a tour thing. So they get money from the people who are touring the facility to help feed the elephants corn and melons and stuff. So. And apparently small melons. So th- yeah. this is unknown to me. Apparently the melons there are like ridiculously small. So I think we just have freakishly really large watermelons in the United States. And these melons are probably about the size of a, like a small 
I can't even think of anything that size. I was going to say a basketball, but that's no, too big. That's pretty big, yeah. Like the size of like a football, kind of? Yeah, almost. Yeah. I mean, they're like, or like big grapefruits. Hmm. Some of them are really small. Hmm. But yeah. yeah, they're really small. Yeah. Normal watermelons, I guess. <laughs> So this is a perfect transition to go over into the food. I see in your article you have a couple things on the food at the EMP. Yeah, so the EMP is a no-kill zone. So everything is vegan, which is a struggle and a half when you're there for a month. Um, so breakfast is really good and you should try to get there early because they have really good orange juice and it was probably my favorite thing while I was there and I think they add pineapple juice or something to it or they just have really good oranges but it's really really good and it it goes really fast and so try to get there before everybody else so <laughs> everything's vegan it's traditionally like Thai food. They have the same thing every single week. It's like Monday is always soup night. Actually, I think it's Thursday. Thursday is always soup night. And um, they have a few tourist favorites. Like um, at lunch, they always have french fries most of the time. I'm sure they run out of french fries every once in a while. But yeah, so you'll get some favorites from home but for the most part it's it's traditional Thai food with zero meat so for all of the rednecks out there that just lump vegan and vegetarians and whatever else kind of yeah what is vegan to vegetarian okay so vegetarian is and for everyone who just rolled their eyes humor the other people out there that don't actually know the <laughs> difference yeah, so vegans don't eat any, any animal products. So no eggs, no me- milk, no meat. So what the hell's tofu made out of? Soybeans. Oh, I thought there was milk in there. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I go don't ahead. Know. Um, See, this is why I asked. Because I know there's other people <laughs> out there that are like, I don't know the difference, just those vegetarians. Yeah, so vegan is like no animal products whatsoever. Like butter, mm. um, other okay. things. No can't, milk, can't no chicken eggs. No eggs. Okay. So, and then vegetarians so, are just like, no meat. And sometimes they'll eat fish, which is kind of weird. I don't, I don't think you're a real vegetarian if you eat fish. All right. You're just a, you're a fishitarian. You just, <laughs> no red meat. <laughs> All the vegetarians out there just were like, no, that's, the fish are okay. They don't have feelings. <laughs> fish have feelings. You just can't see past their big... Awkward eyes. <laughs> Don't stare at me like that. That was creepy. <laughs> All right. So at at the ENP, what was the most annoying thing you ran into? No meat. That that was the most annoying thing. Oh, and 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 visitors who like come for the afternoon and do everything wrong. Okay. So For they, they show you a video on the car ride up there. Watch the video. It has rules that you don't definitely should follow. Like, it says, don't pet the babies. Don't pet the baby. Like, you shouldn't do that with any wildlife. 
because it's really, really nerve-wracking for the mom. Don't pet the baby what? Elephants. Okay. Don't, don't pet baby anything. Ever. Don't, don't touch them. When your friend has a kid, don't pet that baby. Yeah, don't <laughs> pet your friend's baby. All right, that so, was weird. so don't don't pet the baby. Yeah, don't pet the baby. Don't sneak up behind the elephant. Stay behind the line when you're feeding the elephants because their trunks can whip you. They'll also grab your cameras if you stand over the line, which happened while I was there to a day visitor, and his like five thousand dollar camera, really expensive, got like trampled by a bunch of elephants because she grabbed it and ripped it off of his neck. And then proceeded to play with it and trample it. That's funny. Did oh, he did oh. you raise a fit or something? No, I think he was just like, Well, that's my own fault. <laughs> well, at least he knew that it was his own fault. Yeah. But yeah, that and no meat. On the weekends I just went to Burger King, which is just sad. <laughs> Cause I had this whole choice of Thailand street market food and I ate Burger King for dinner. It's delicious. That's not true. Once I had Pizza Hut because I was craving cheese, and it turns out that they don't put cheese on the pizza unless you specify and it's extra. They don't have cheese. Oh, they don't have cheese in Thailand, by the way. That was another weird in thing. In Asia. Like, apparently it's really hard to come by cheese, and so they just don't put it on stuff, like pizza. So your pizza, if you don't order cheese on it, will come out with just vegetables and sauce. By the way. Good to know. Yeah, really good to know. Traveler tip 101. All right, so what kind of chores did you do at the EMP? So they alternate chores, chores. throughout the week. It's, it's hard labor. Uh, I almost died. Oh, by the way, I found out that I was allergic to corn stalks while I was there when I was cutting corn for the elephants and then proceeded to blow up like a little balloon and almost suffocate and die. Anyway, it was dramatic. And I did it again. So the first time, I was like, hmm, I can barely breathe. That's weird. Maybe it's just heat stuff. And then the next week, I did it again. And they had to, like, give me a another girl's inhaler because I couldn't breathe. And they were like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that anymore. We're going to have to give you an EpiPen the next time. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's not good. So there's cutting corn. Mm -hmm. um, there's washing the elephants, but that's more of a like a fun thing you get to do in between sets of chores. You have a set of chores in the morning and then the afternoon. And corn cutting is always in the morning because in the afternoon you would die of heat stroke. Um, there's unloading a melon cart because they have trucks that come in full of melons. There's cutting up melons there's cleaning enclosures and um, cleaning like elephant day shade things out in the field because they, they poop a lot <laughs> and then that's all I can think of right now cool and what, what was the most fun which one was the most fun I liked cleaning enclosures which is because we do that here for work on a normal basis. Yeah, because that was my that's my job. <laughs> I don't mind. Plus, their poop doesn't smell. 
that bad. It still smells, but it doesn't smell like... Raccoon poop. Yeah, raccoon poop. <laughs> or, For all of you that don't know, raccoon poop does smell terrible. It's really bad. It's really bad. It is really bad. But it's like, basically, elephant poop is just giant horse poop, which I can live with. Yeah. I would much rather clean up that. That's true. I would too, I think. All right, guys. So with that, we're going to wrap up the first half of our Thailand review. Well, I guess Alicia's Thailand review. I haven't been there. <laughs> Not yet, anyways. So if you guys listen this far, you clearly are at least kind of interested in what we do. If you want to go to our website, you can find us at learnliveloveabroad.com. You can also just check out the rest of our podcasts on iTunes or whatever podcast player you're looking at i know i use i believe it's called podcast addict um if you guys like what we do leave a review if it's a bad review email us and tell us what we're doing wrong and if it's a good review tell your friends i mean the best thing that you guys can do is give us a give us a gold star to your friends and be like hey i listened to this podcast and then your friends are gonna laugh at you because you know hey you're listening to podcasts but only if the- you're like <laughs> Only if your friends are really mean to you. That, well, I'll, everyone that I tell I listen to podcasts are like, you listen to podcasts? That's so nerdy. <laughs> but I'm nerdy, so it's okay. <laughs> so give us a review. Shoot us an email at learnliveloveabroad at gmail.com. <laughs> um, I, I had to think. There, there is no podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so give us a review, guys. Let us know what we're – if you want to hear a, hear something – or, you know, we do travel and relationship. So, one more time, you guys are listening to the Learn Live Love Abroad podcast. That was our first part on Thailand. Thanks for listening. This has been Kodiak. And Alicia. Thanks, guys. Bye.